look great. You're doing good. You are fabulous. Yes, that's right. Welcome to the podcast for moms by this mama, keeping it raw, real, and unfiltered every Thursday. Let's get into Christian Mom Uncensored. Hi, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Christian Mom Uncensored censored and of course i have some uncensored things to say it has been a very trying two weeks and i think i have one more week of hard i pray and then i will be somewhere over the rainbow and i cannot wait okay so i of course have things to comment on from TikTok. This is like your TikTok update of the week. Um, I don't know because I'm always getting news and information from TikTok, which isn't like good. Is it bad? I don't know. I think it's indifferent because I don't spend that much time on TikTok contrary to popular belief. Like I might spend a good 45 minutes on it a day because I don't have a lot of time on my phone as much as it seems like I would. And when I'm on my phone, I am mostly mostly shopping like when I'm on my phone if you were to look in like my safari on my iPhone because I have an iPhone like you know regular humans um it's like Target cart Walmart cart Shein cart Carter's cart Old Navy cart Macy's cart Nordstrom cart it's like a whole bunch of different carts and this is like my shopping I think online shoppers get it like you just always have something in a cart I have never had an empty cart unless I have just discovered the store and I have found some like really cute little niche stores from Instagram if I know about the store there is something in the cart pink lily um I have stuff in that cart is it pink lily or is it bell lily I think there's two lilies I have stuff in both of those carts um Kohl's has stuff in my cart like everywhere has <laughs> stuff in my like Kmart doesn't but like do Kmart's even still exist if so there are none in my area I haven't seen one in since I was in college um but anyway shoppers get it we just have carts everywhere full of everything and then when we decide to finally hit the button and purchase it that means we've thought about it. Like, I have carts I've been sitting for weeks. So when I purchased this stuff, it was not a rash decision. I sat on these purchases, and then I purchased them. So anyway, okay, but back to these TikToks. Okay, and so unfortunately, the TikToks are, like, slightly heavy. Actually, really heavy, but they're important. So hear me out. The first I want to comment on is there was a TikTok I saw, which I wish I saved. I feel like there's this meme that's like the most painful thing is like when you see a TikTok on your For You page and it refreshes and you lose it forever. And it's so true. So this TikTok was this woman. She's like, like maybe like 10 years older than me. So like I'm almost 30. She's probably like in her 40s or in her later 30s. She's just like obviously older than I am. Um, And she was saying like, don't feel bad if you need help right now. Don't feel bad if you need help right now. She said that between her and her husband, they make over $100,000 a year. But between rent, between bills, between gas, she looked at her husband this week and they didn't know how they were going to get food. And 
um, she went, she makes too much money to get like food stamps or like government assistance. Obviously they make over a hundred K together. And so she went to, um, they, they were directed to like a food pantry where they won't turn you away. And there's a whole bunch of options out there. And so anyway, she was saying like the middle class is being hit hard right now. And so it's not necessarily like, oh my gosh, what did I do to be in this situation? It's, oh my gosh, the economy is really, really bad. Um, and as a result, a lot of middle class people, like people who are like comfortable a year or two ago, are no longer as comfortable. And so I just wanted to say to my middle class listeners, which I feel like is probably most of my listeners, if I have upper class listeners, y'all bougie, but we're going to get through it. And the middle class is being hit. I say the middle class. I feel like things, inflation. So all of us, inflation is just really bad right now. Where if you look back a year ago, and I even said this to Ethan, I said, I feel like we haven't really changed our lifestyle at all, like in a year. It's not like all of a sudden we're going out to restaurants all the time. All of a sudden we are shopping a whole bunch. In fact, I haven't shopped in a minute. Even though I just talked about all those carts, I haven't purchased one of those carts since summertime. So like it is now October. You would think I would have done a fall haul. Don't worry y'all. I'm really just looking through my carts and picking which one I want and the fall haul is coming. But I was like, you know, things just feel tighter. Like what is happening? And it's really inflation. And so I was thinking about how, you know, even with inflation, and I've said this before, um, and I'll say it a hundred times over, I am always the most thankful. There are two things besides like my health, my kids, my husband, my family, besides like the big, and like my house, like all of those things, besides the big things that I'm thankful for, the things that like sit in the back of my mind that I'm always like really, really thankful for are my car, my, my, my Dodge, my car that has three rows, my car and my, and when my, when my food, when my kitchen is stocked, when my pantry is stocked and my fridge is stocked, whenever the best feeling in the world to me is when I go to the grocery store and for the next week or two, however long the food lasts, I know that whatever snack my kid wants or whatever snack I want is in the house, most likely. Or even if like maybe, if it, unless it's like a random craving, I didn't buy it. But like, I know all of our favorite things are in the house. It makes me so happy when I have like, I have like the pantry and then I have a separate um, like three drawer thing that is just for the kids' snacks so that they can, I did this intentionally, and then, and then I just kind of like fill it up with like, the top one has granola bars, the middle row will usually have like, individual goldfish or individual Cheez-Its or individual like whatever kind of snacks and the bottom will have like the apple sauces oh oh, so the middle one will have like Cheez-Its and goldfish not Cheez-Its and goldfish um goldfish and mini muffins or something and the bottom one will have applesauce so that my kids when they want a snack they can get a granola bar and I'm surprised by how much they like granola bars because as a kid I didn't like love granola bars um, they can get like muffins, they can get goldfish, they could get applesauce. And so if I'm in a bind, like I'm on a work meeting, 
and I can't step away from my computer for that minute. Like, because you know, when kids need a snack, it's not like they can wait five minutes. Like, they want their snack. And so solutions are, you could have like a system like I do where both of my kids know how to open the drawers and pull out snacks. And Elliot will come to me and have me, him, have me open up snacks for him. Or you could do like in the morning, um, like little baskets or even just a basket on the counter that the kids can reach or a basket wherever your main area is that they can just reach and grab whatever snacks you want them to have for the day um, is cute too. But anyway, um, there are, so anyway, I just wanted to say that because I feel like as moms and as parents, and this isn't something that is talked about often because there's a lot of shame around it, but I kind of want to talk about it because we live in a world, especially me, right, on Instagram and TikTok, and we see big, beautiful, organized, perfect homes, right? We see a woman, a mom, perfectly styled, um, hopping in her cute car, her Bentley, her Maserati, or whatever car she's driving, and um, going and her kids have like the coolest, cutest snacks. And then you look at your life and you might have like four piles of laundry on your bedroom floor. And you're like, I folded a bunch last night, but there's still more. And you know, you're driving a regular car, you're driving a Honda or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with Hondas. I'm just saying like, you know, a Honda isn't a Maserati. Like, let's be honest, like my dream car, the car that I want is an Audi. My car, my Dodge is an Audi, you know what I mean? Um, And there are days where everything is okay. And then there's times where maybe you don't live in a world of unlimited money. And so there's times your kid wants a toy or wants to go to a restaurant or wants to go to a jumping place. And you have to really think about financially if this is a smart move. Or you have to say no. And I was in a Facebook group for a podcast I listened to that I really love. And a mom in there posted um, just saying she has a six-year-old. Her birthday is coming up. And she doesn't think she can afford to get her anything. And she's broken. And I'm literally going to cry thinking about this. Um, she's, she said, I don't know if I tell my six-year-old that I can't afford to get her anything or if I, if I just don't and just try to make it something. And I think a lot of us, um, I'm thankful I haven't been like at that, in that place, you know, God, God willing, knock on wood. Um, but I've been in places similar where it's like, I can't afford this, or I don't know if I can pay for gymnastics, dance, and swimming lessons like all these other kids' moms. And it's like, you know, you have to choose one sport this season. And I know Susie does four, but you're doing one. And it's like, you want your kid to have. And I want to say a couple of things about that. One, let's talk about back to this mom with the six-year-old. The Facebook group that I am in stepped up. And I thought it was beautiful. And I'm like, this is why I'm a part of this. Um, And said like, hey, I'm willing to donate whatever you need to make a cake. I'm willing to donate whatever you need to get a cake. Um, What city are you located in? And then even more, hey, I am um, 
send me your Amazon wish list and we'll send you something. And I don't know if you guys know about these Facebook groups because I think some people are afraid of scammers, but I was a part of one and then I got distracted, I think. And this group was really amazing. What you would do in this group is every day people would post, um, you would have like a wish list on Amazon. Now, the cool thing about Amazon with your wish list is you can have a wish list and people can send whatever's on your wish list directly to you without knowing your address. So you have to make sure your settings are completely right. Um, just, just to be careful too, just make sure no one can see your address. Like send it to a friend, like, can you see my address? Um, and people can send you stuff. So I used to be a part of this Facebook group where... Like every day people would post like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to gift the sixth person. I'm going to gift somebody um, post your favorite color and gifts a couple people today. And then like everyone in the group would do it. So like I would post like, hey, blah, blah, blah. And like you would go in and you would see a lot of them was moms. <laughs> like everyone's a mom, right? Um, and not everyone, but like a lot of people are moms um, that are on Facebook. And so it's like and. You know, I would send like people would be like, I really want these snacks for my kids. And, you know, on Amazon, they have like big bundles of snacks. People would send snacks. They would send like skincare for the moms, like things that as parents or as people, you know, I don't always have the money to and I or I wouldn't I don't always have the money to. And even if I did, I don't always feel comfortable spending this money on myself when there's always something else to be taken care of. And so the group was cool because, you know, on my wish list, I was picking like products I wanted to try, um, toys for the kids that I hadn't gotten yet, like activity books for the kids. Um, also like some cute organizational stuff I haven't had time to get. And other moms put like similar things like snacks, like uh, like variety pack of snacks for the kids, diapers. And what's cool is like you never know what who's going to send you something or what's going to come in your mailbox. And people will just say like leave a little note and you would get it from Amazon. No one's going to question an Amazon package and you would see somebody gifted an item on your wish list. And it's easy like you can always go back and see who bought something on your wish list, but it's, it was just like a really cool thing. In fact, I'm about to join this group again because it was really a pay it forward situation where no one is sharing credit card numbers or Venmos or cash apps or things where people might feel like a little more uncomfortable for safety purposes. Um, as long as your address wasn't showing and some people accidentally left their address like I don't care I don't care where you live I'm not I am a normal person like I'm not gonna get you I'm gonna gift you and so that was really cool but anyway so everyone on this group um kind of stepped up and was like we'll post an Amazon wish list and we'll all try to send something and I thought like this is how we have to band together right now because there's times where like I have more and I have extra and I can give. And there's times where I need more and I need extra and being gifted helps. And I feel like there's so much shame around money and finances and like um, social status. At least that's something that for some reason I'm really self-conscious of. And I could tell you why. I can think of some childhood moments of why. But um, as, an, as like a 30-year-old adult, almost 30-year-old adult woman, um. There shouldn't be shame in needing help, right? Like some people are just born better set up and it doesn't mean anything. Like some people, there are people in this world that will always have more than you and people in this world that will always have less than you, no matter how far you get, no matter how big you make it, um, or no matter how hard you're struggling now. And so one, if you are working hard, right, and doing your best, 
and you are getting up and showing up every day, and I know you guys are getting up and showing up every day, you are an amazing mom. I don't care that you couldn't buy that Barbie dream house that's almost $200 or is $200 for Christmas. I don't care that you couldn't buy that this year. Your kid will survive. And you know, like it teaches you and it also helps teach your child a little bit about saving. Like if you can do something where you find the best thing I think for all kids, once they start wanting stuff and get to a certain age, like when they're little, it's nice to sometimes, and even sometimes it's nice to just take your kid and be like, Hey, you can get something today. Um, but not every time, right? Because that's ridiculous. Um, and I've been that mom that's been like every time, I mean, like I'm getting stuff, so you want stuff. And like, I've always been that parent, but it's great. Like, especially now, so me is four. And I think that it's not the point where I'm like, you have to earn your keep in this house. No, I'm not saying any of that, but you do something good. Here's a dollar. You do all of your, you know, whatever our goal is for this week, here's $5. You really want this new Barbie? Well, this Barbie is $25. Let's count how much, how much you would have to do in order to earn $25. And I don't think it's bad. You can have your kid put it in a piggy bank or a wallet, whatever you want to put it in, like a cup, whatever you want your kid to save their money in. I didn't have any, I didn't have a piggy bank in the house and she had $3. And so I put it in one of my old wallets. It was like, this is your wallet now. Um, when you spend your money, it's gone. And I don't think that's a bad thing. What people were saying in the group with the mom and the birthday party was like, don't bring up your financial troubles to your children. Because she said that her parents did that a lot. They always talked about how they were struggling and how hard it was. And as an adult now, she has like money anxiety or financial issues, um, like mental health, um, maybe like financial anxiety or just like it was really weird about money. Um, And I feel like it's like a balance. Like there might be times where you can't get every single thing you want in the world. I think there's ways to say like, hey, we can't get this right now, but maybe sometime later and keep it moving without being like, yeah, we're really struggling right now and everything's expensive and like saying it to your kid that way. And as teenagers grow up, they might be like, mom, I really want these shoes. And you can say, bruh, these shoes are, you know, $150. Well, if you want these shoes, you better go work for them. Like, I want to give you these shoes, yes, but I feel like there's ways to do it. And obviously, like, we all want to be in a place where we have, like, unlimited money and we can buy anything we want at any time. But that's not the reality for most Americans, and I, especially middle-class Americans. And I felt like this woman going on TikTok, going back to my TikTok woman, saying, like, hey, I'm middle-class, like, I make over 100K a year, like... And we're struggling right now is like normalizing that the situation right now sucks, that the price of food sucks, like a carton of eggs should not be $7. And I know that like on the West Coast, you might be like, it's $13 over here on the East Coast. Like that's high, like $3 most for eggs, like $3.99 most for eggs. Like nobody is paying $7 for eggs like that is insane. That's like a staple. Like you can't jack up staples. My mom was talking about how she's growing a garden this year. And I'm like, shoot, I'm about to be growing a garden too. Especially with how quickly produce goes. Like if I grow the things we eat every single week, I think that would be really helpful. Um, but anyway, long drawn out conversation about money. I do want to say that I am going to try to think of some ways. And I've been even thinking about ways that we could save money. 
um, ourselves in my household and um, ways we could be smarter and like things we can do meal wise and prep wise. (laughs) I feel like for a lot of people, what ends up happening with meals and money and food is that if you don't know what you're going to cook with every single ingredient that you buy, perhaps you don't need that ingredient, right? So like if I buy potatoes, which I never buy potatoes, but like if I bought a bag of potatoes, sack of potatoes, well, what meals am I cooking with those potatoes? Well, so if there's like nine potatoes in here, so I can make baked potatoes, I could make potato soup. I mean, I never made potato soup before. I can make, um, you know, like breakfast potatoes, like you could do, I can make mashed potatoes. Like if you don't know what you're using those ingredients for, maybe don't buy them because they might go to waste. Like, if, like I will randomly buy like cucumbers and sometimes they go bad. And I've done this with zucchini. Now I really love zucchini. So I usually eat it really quickly, like zucchini and squash, love that stuff. So I'll eat it pretty quick, but there have been times I forgot. And it's like, if I bought this ingredient and it was already planned into a meal I would not have forgotten about it and it wouldn't have gone bad so just being like more intentional with your shopping um can really help too and so I'm gonna post some ways that I'm planning on saving money I've been taking trips to the dollar store and I haven't really shopped at the dollar store since I was in college um and not necessarily for the things I bought in college like I was buying necessities but and the dollar store actually has some cool stuff, right? And also, you know, inflation is bad when it goes from being the dollar store, like the dollar tree where everything's a dollar to everything's a dollar twenty five. Even the dollar store went up in price. So it's like things are bad right now. Um, but yeah, just wanted to remind everyone that like you're not alone. Um, we're all trying to figure out ways to make more money and save more money um, and do better. But it's not because you have done something bad if all of a sudden you feel like groceries aren't lasting or aren't making it like if grocery at least this is how we feel at least I feel like when we bought groceries before it could last us two weeks easily it's not and it's like way more expensive and it's really because the price of everything has gone up so it's like I wasn't a bad shopper before but now I'm I'm really trying to be intentional because there have been times where like we've bought food or meat And if I forget to put the meat in the freezer, it's going to go bad because I might forget about it if it's in the downstairs fridge because it's in the basement and I don't feel like going to the basement. And so it's like, let me be more intentional. And if I buy meat, I know what I'm cooking with it this week. And if I'm not cooking with it this week, it's going in the freezer and things like that. So one of my early pregnancy frustrations is my stamina. I'm not sure if I talked about this on TikTok or Instagram or here. But my stamina isn't there. And what I mean by stamina, I mean like if I get up at 6 or 7 a.m., I am done by 3 p.m. And I can only do like one major task for the day. And I feel like before as moms, we are super workers. And so it's like clean out the car, clean the kids' car seats. I'm going to, you know, wipe down all of the toys in the playroom, put all the toys away. And now I'm folding laundry. My friend wants to meet up for lunch, pausing. I did all of that this morning, going to lunch, and then I'm coming back from lunch to do dishes and finish laundry. I can't do all of that in a day anymore. Um, on Sunday, I went to brunch with some friends, and it was really like good to be away. It was a really dramatic brunch because there was all these bees and... 
I am afraid of bugs. And so it was just a really dramatic brunch. Um, but I got up, got dressed, went to brunch, came home and I couldn't do anything else for the day asleep. And it wasn't because I ate a lot because I honestly didn't eat all of my food, which I would have done if there weren't so many bees. Um, I got home and I was actually hungry. Like I ate again and I was done. Um, even like today I went to the doctor's, I had a one o'clock doctor's appointment. Done. (laughs) Got home. I'm done. Um, and so it's definitely just like, and also the nausea kicks in, but like for me, and I've always been like this, I can work really hard in the morning. I can clean. I can, mostly it's just like cleaning, right? I can go take the kids on an adventure. I can get the most done in the morning. But once it hits like two o'clock, oh, I slow down and I, all of a sudden I'm tired. And then also there's a two-year-old sleep regression, which once you have two kids, now I'm having three, you kind of like stop tracking like, okay, what are you supposed to be doing when you're 23 months or when you're 24 months? So Elliot had RSV and was sick. And so there was like a week where he was, he had a fever for like four days, um, low grade fever, like 100.4 to 101 degree fever. And like, he would be a little bit miserable, um, pretty miserable. And I would give him some Tylenol and he would feel okay. And then like by the third day I took him to the doctors, they're like, it's RSV, it'll run its course. And it has, now he just has this lingering cough, which will probably be around for a minute. Cause that's how coughs are. Um, and like that week <laughs> I was just exhausted because like he will only sleep if I'm holding him or if he's like in a certain position and if I lay him down and he's like asleep asleep he'll sleep for a while but as soon as he realizes like I'm not like if I'm not cuddling him like next to him or holding him he's sitting back up and so then here so that was all last week we're in this week and I'm like you don't have a fever anymore and I know you're still coughing a bit but at this point you should be kind of going back to normal sleep. And then I Googled. Well, when I asked my friend, she was like, yeah, there's a two-year sleep regression. And I was like, no, 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 there can't be. Googled, there is a two-year sleep regression or a regression in general. And it's brutal. And I think the hardest thing too is like, so I'm pregnant. I'm worn out. First trimester, you're just straight tired. I cannot nap. I don't get any naps in during the day. And so I'm like, maybe I should take better care of myself and I should get some more rest because like I deserve this rest, but there was things to be done. And so I have to wake up early because I got to get me out of school. I have to log on for work and I feel my best in the morning. So it makes sense for me to get up and do things while I feel good. Then I have the afternoon, which is always like really the hardest part of my day where I have to entertain the kids, we haven't been able to go anywhere in like two weeks because the kids have been sick. So it's like, we can't infect ourselves. Luckily we have a backyard so we can go to our backyard, but and we have like a neighborhood so we can walk around our neighborhood. But, um, so now I'm like, I need a swing set. We don't have a swing set. Why? Cause I wanted to move into a, I wanted to go and buy a new house and now it's not happening this year, which I knew it wasn't going to happen this year. More like not even next year, more like end of next year, I'm really thinking is when we're going to be buying and moving. And so long story long, 
I guess I should just get the swing set and then we'll just have to figure out how to transport it or we'll just leave it here. I don't know. Um, no, I'm not leaving my swing set. I don't even know. So, uh, oh, then Elliot will nap and I'm still working. Then I have to do dinner. And then luckily Ethan's been home for like a long time because everyone was sick. And so he does dinner because I can't even, I don't even eat dinner, guys. I'm, I'm honest. Like I barely eat anything if I eat anything at dinner or I'm not eating dinner because I'm usually nauseous and usually don't want anything. And if I bite something, I'll feel sick. So I'm not really eating dinner. Um, which is fine. Like it's, it's like a not necessary meal. I mean, like whatever. And then, I mean, it's necessary. And then. I forgot because now I'm getting tired. So now I'm going to have to pause the podcast and come back later after I'm refreshed because now I laid down. I lost my train of thought and I'm going to fall asleep. But all I know is I have no stamina and I need more sleep. Oh, and Elliot's not sleeping. And so I'm growing a human and I'm not sleeping at night, but I'm still getting up at the same time during the like in the morning, like still getting up by six, getting all the kids ready and doing all the things. So by two o'clock, three o'clock, I'm done. The body says no more and then I'm stuck on the couch or I'm stuck sitting on the floor trying to play or whatever and it's it's hard. Okay, I'll be back guys. <sighs> so sorry, so sorry. I'll be back. So I'm awake now. <laughs> Brand new day, ready to come ready to come and finish the podcast. It's so funny that I feel like lately in the middle of recording I get hit with, with tired and I can't stay awake. And now I'm hit with thirsty and I literally just started recording. Okay. So anyway, um Okay, so I also want to point out to you all, not to scare you or to alarm you, but just to remind you to be aware of your surroundings. I got sucked down um, like a human trafficking rabbit hole on TikTok because one popped up on my For You page and then I was like, what? And then I just was like down this whole rabbit hole. But the amount of um, posts that I've seen about women and not just women, but like people and even like kids getting potentially trafficked and targeted and in places like Walmart and Target, um, just be careful and just be aware of your surroundings. And I know like for me, I kind of feel like when I'm getting in and out of the car with the kids, I'm kind of a hot mess. Like I'm like, get you in, get you in. But then I'm also moving really quickly because I'm like scared that someone's going to pop up behind me. So I'm like very efficient and like, I will open the door, put Mia in the car. She can buckle herself. So I close her door. I'm holding my keys. I lock the door, run around the car, unlock the door, put Elliot in the car. And then Elliot's, no, I put Elliot, yeah, put Elliot in the car. And then I hop into my front seat. Um, because I'm just like, you have to move quickly. You have to move quickly. Um, but I, I'm I'm blessed, knock on wood, that and I'm, I'm lucky that I haven't had any um, scary experiences. But I've been seeing it so much in places like Walmart and Target specifically, and I think you know, predators know that everyone loves those stores and that you know women especially are going to potentially be alone with their kids going into the store. Stay at home moms during the day are going to be going into the stores with their kids alone, and so. I, um, I 
am just like hyper aware. And I've said before, like, I don't really feel comfortable going out if I'm going to go somewhere serious without Ethan or without a friend, I'll say, because I just like to know there's two eyes, two hands always. And now that I'm going to have three, it's going to be like, I'm never going anywhere. Um, or I'll just develop a better system. But I've seen things like, you know, if you have like a zip tie on your door handle, that means that you're a potential target. Like if you see on your handle any type of like piece of paper or anything, don't touch it. It could be laced with drugs. Um, And I think it's more common in like more populated places and like more populated areas. I live in the rural, okay? I live in the rural and out here in the rural, it's rural. (laughs) I mean, it's not, I don't, it's not that country. It's pretty country though. Um, compared to where I used to live, where I could see this happening a lot more, but that doesn't mean it doesn't, it can't happen to you. So just be aware and be careful and don't feel paranoid to ask for an escort to your car. If you feel like you're following, uh, being followed in the store. I think that as people, we always watch videos and comment, like, if this is me, this is what I would do. Um, And you see people who are like, if it were me and some guy was filming me or following me around, I would turn around and like look them in the eye and say, what do you want? Or can I help you? But in that moment, you know, in real life situations, it's fight, flight, freeze. You don't know what you're going to do. And then also um, approaching a person isn't always the safest, smartest thing to do. You don't know if they're armed. You don't know um, if they're mentally ill. You don't know like what the situation is that. I, I'm, I'm the type of person that I like to act like I'm on the phone with my husband when, even when I'm not, or I will go to the store and he hates when I do this, but it makes me feel more comfortable and I'll call him and I'll be like, yeah, babe, I'll be home in a little, and I'll like constantly talk, like bring him up so that people know, like someone's expecting me and I am on the phone with somebody and they know where I am. So like, if you do anything, it's sad that that's the world that we've come to. And then just also watch your kids and teach them about stranger danger um we were at the pumpkin patch today and it was fine like it was her cold the only people on the whole pumpkin patch was her class but of course anyone could have walked onto the pumpkin patch but I was still kind of like and Mia's like behind me and she's slow walking and she's like Mia's kind of aloof when she's out in the world um the pandemic hit us all hard I think that she's just like even Elliot like when we're out in the world I guess because there's so many things to see they're like, wow. But even at Disney World, like she had it together. So I don't know. She was just like aloof. And I was like, girl, you got to pay attention. Like, where are you walking? You're about to trip over a pumpkin. Um, so just like teach your kids. And then also like watch your children. Like, I don't care if they're 12, 13, 14 or 15. I saw this one police officer post a video like, um, be careful with your kids. The 16 year old girl got a new car for her birthday, went up to the street to get gas and never came back. And that's extreme. I don't want you to like fear fear that, but that happens. So like teach your child when things are safe. There have been plenty of times where I've pulled into a gas station and pulled out because I didn't like the situation or I didn't like the way it felt. If it's like really early in the morning, because sometimes like usually when I would get gas, it would be like five o'clock in the morning on the way to work. Um, there's gas stations where there's just like one other car. I'm not getting gas there. There's gas stations where it's like 
five or six cars. It's a little bit more busy. People are going in and out to get coffee. I'd rather pull into a busier gas station, even though like people can be distracted and things can happen. I feel like there's more eyes. And if I yell, like someone's going to look. And so I always like try not to pull into like a gas station by myself. Or even if a gas station is completely empty, I'm not 100% comfortable with that either. I always like to see like, is there an attendant working and like, like be careful at gas stations. And honestly, I don't pump my own gas often. My husband normally gets my gas, like he'll get it for me, especially if it's like at night or he knows I'm leaving early. But I'm also kind of like a paranoid person where I don't like my tank to be anywhere near empty. Like if it's under a hundred miles left in my tank, I'm in panic mode. Like this car can hold up to like 400 gallons or whatever, or how at 400 miles before I need gas. If it's at a hundred, like I've used a lot of gas, like I need to get gas. But anyway, this is just a reminder to be careful. And then just to also just watch your surroundings. Saw TikTok of a dad in Target in like, I think if you hear the words Marco, that seems to be a new code word. And this is just from all the videos I saw where like potential traffickers are saying like Marco through the store and are like pinpointing potential victims and like that is terrifying. I hope, like, I'm short, but I hope I give off a don't mess with me attitude because that is terrifying. I even looked at Ethan the other day, and this is controversial for me to say, but I'm going to say it. And I said, babe, should I try to see if I can get licensed to carry? And he was like, what, what do you need to carry? And I was like, which, which states am I allowed to carry in? Now, I've never, like, shot a gun before. Uh, my husband grew up on a farm. His family has firearms. Um, they keep them in a safe. It's Gun safety is really important to them. His dad hunts a lot. And so it's like not unusual for them to have firearms. And my thought was like, well, listen, if people are going to have them in the world, then I need to have one. Okay. If we're not going to get rid of them all together, then I need to be like either, you know, everybody gets one or nobody gets one. Well, not everybody like, like, you know, sane people like pass all the checks. I don't know. Anyway, I was just like, regardless, I don't care who else has them. I need one if I'm going to be out in the streets. And he's like, babe, we live in the country. What streets? You have never been in the streets in your life. Like you don't know what the streets are. And he's correct. One time I did turn down a street and I realized I was in the streets and I was like, I'm in the, this ain't for me. I don't know where to look. Like I'm looking straight ahead, but I'm also being alert. And I'm like, Make sure no one's coming out to my windows, but also like don't make any eye contact because I don't want to be like threatening somebody. And yeah, so then I didn't go back to that street, but <laughs> I got lost one time and it was scary. But anyway, so this is just a reminder to all you mamas, be careful. And if you see anything weird on your car, do not touch it. Um, be very like, I am like paranoid. I like, like, be careful where you park. Oh my gosh. I'm so paranoid, guys my car this is how paranoid i am i'm talking to you guys about this and i'm my desk for work faces out into our driveway so my black dodge is in the driveway and then behind it is my white car but the way that my curtains were it looked like there was a silver car behind my car and i was like hmm that's not one of our cars who's just sitting in my driveway and then i got scared like for one second and then i realized it was my car and i'm not scared so i'm gonna stop talking about this because now i'm scaring myself but don't there are times in your life where because I'm all I'm all against the Karens too like there are times in your life when it is appropriate to call 911 
or to get assistance. And there are times when it is not. And even if you are being a bad Karen, like a bad person, like you are feeling uncomfortable for wrong reasons, you can go about it the right way. It can be like, maybe this guy thought he knew you and he was trying to see your face, maybe whatever. It's better to be safe and like ask security, hey, I'm uncomfortable, can I get an escort? Now, the other thing you can do, and this is something that I would do, because um, I can kind of, I kind of chat it up with people, but if I, if, if security is not taking you seriously and you see another woman with like thing, like bags in her cart ready to go, you can kind of approach them and say, hey, do you mind if we walk to our cars together? Um, I'm kind of uncomfortable right now. And then I'm sure if any girl or if any person, man, woman, or child, well, not a man, I would be side-eyeing the man, but if a woman or child came up to me and said, I am uncomfortable, will you walk with me to my car? I would think it's a setup and I would say, where's your parent if you are a child? And if you are an adult, I would say, oh, you're uncomfortable. Let's go get um, security together or let's go to customer service together and get an escort for both of us. Like, I'm not going to get trapped because you got because you're trying to get me using the scare tactic and like being, you know, crazy. No. We're going to go get security together. And then me, you, and the security guards are all going to walk to our cars. We're stopping at your car first. We're get, you're getting in your car. And then security, you're coming with me to my car. And then security, I'm going to drive. Well, I'm not driving you anywhere. But like, thank you. And then I'm going to drive away and make sure you're not following me. And yes. And if you are being followed, call the police. Call the police. If you are being followed, call the police. Now, obviously, make sure you're being followed because there was was this one time that I was on a long road and I thought I was being followed. And then they left and I was like, okay, if I would have called the police, then it would have been like, uh, ma'am, sit down. But safe than sorry. Like, let I'd rather have an officer yell at me than to be like, pulling into a gas station or pulling into a grocery store or pulling into a destination and then being terrified. So just be safe. Okay, so if you don't know, where have you been? But Snoop Dogg has launched, like, I think a YouTube series or YouTube channel called Doggy Land where he, like, sings songs and teaches kids lessons. And let me say this. We all know Snoop Dogg is pothead, like, notorious for being a pothead, right? But that doesn't mean he can't create kid songs did you know blippy pooped on his friend and posted this video way back and apologized i did not know that i learned that today people's past do not equate to the talents that they have now or what they can contribute now i remember when steve left blues clues and everyone was like he's on drugs but then it was like no he's balding so he had to leave and i'm like did he really leave because he's balding because there are like hair pieces like but then again, it was the 90s, and so I don't really know why Steve left, but he is a part of this new special, like, movie, where original Steve is there. And all of us millennials cried when he was like, hey, you've been through a lot these all these years. And I'm like, I know I have kids. And I think Noggin, this is just flipping really fast, is genius with their marketing because a lot of parents now are, like, millennials, right? Or, or, or like, young What's above us? Xers? X, X, Gen X? Like, grew up with Noggin. And so, like, for me, I'm a young mom. Like, comparatively speaking, I'm not that young. Like, I'm almost 30. 
but I'm like, I'm a younger side of mothers. Um, but to see this commercial where it's like, Hey, these guys got you up when you were a kid and it's like face and it's blues clues. It's like, yes, you're right. And now we're going to get your kids up in the morning. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, way to like whoever Mark, whoever wrote this commercial is a millennial because they were like, let's get them where it hurts. (laughs) And I freaking love it. Um, yeah, so Noggin's killing it, and I am not against trying this Snoop Dogg YouTube channel. My kids have enough in their repertoire that I don't need to go to Snoop Dogg. Um, luckily, like, my kids know of Coco Melon and have listened to Coco Melon in the past, but they're not Coco Melon addicts. They're addicted to um, Paw Patrol, Bubble Guppies, um, Butterbeans Cafe, which I absolutely love, Um which used to be a Nick Jr. show, but now it's not, but it's on Prime, so, like, me, I can watch it there, and, um, they really just like to listen to songs from movies, so, like, they like to go on YouTube and listen to songs from Encanto, and they like to see the music videos, or they like to listen to songs from Barbie, because Mia's a Barbie girl, so she's seen all the Barbie movies and dance, and then, of course, the songs from Sing 1 and Sing 2, that's, like, the number one thing they want to watch. My baby monitor's dying. But yeah. So we don't watch a lot of like Coco Melon or um not that Coco Melon's bad. I just it gets on my nerves after a while. It really does. And so I'm like, there's there's better music. There's another group I really like. Um not High Five. High Five was popular when I was a kid. Um like an old kid. Oh, Bounce Patrol. Bounce Patrol on YouTube. I actually like them for songs. I think their songs are educational and they are not as like whiny as Coco Melon is. Like I feel like some of the songs are like whiny. Like Bounce Patrol, I've caught myself singing their songs. They're like a British group on YouTube, but I like them a lot. And of course, Miss Rachel's a classic. Um, she's a classic. Okay, I'm back. I want to say well-rested, but honestly, I'm still tired. But I wanted to talk about something I heard on the radio today when I was coming home from dropping Mia off at school. And it was this thing that's going viral, essentially. And it's these qualifications this mom has for her daughter in terms of dating. So, like, the qualifications she has for her daughter's boyfriend, essentially. Um and basically like what her expectations are. And I feel like as parents, we all have like certain expectations when it comes to dating. And and I know I'm probably going to be one of those crazy moms when it comes to my kids. And I I hope that I can be relaxed and cool, but I don't know. I feel like I might not be. But um, when I was growing up, my parents... Okay, so like the expectations for me, of course, I didn't go on a lot of dates because I didn't tell my parents I wanted to go on dates. And honestly, in high school, dates weren't really a thing. Like you went to the mall in the movies, maybe, and you just didn't tell your parents who you were meeting. Like I would go with my best friend and then meet my boyfriend and she would just be hanging around. And I feel so bad. Bran, you are the real MVP for all of my hot mess shenanigans in my youth. Like, I was such a crappy friend sometimes. Um, Honestly, like, my best friend had to just come in third wheel, and that's why she hated my boyfriends, probably. She was like, whenever Brittany gets a boyfriend, we have to go do dumb stuff with this boy. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so this mom had these expectations. Now, it's a little bit different. The daughter's 19 years old, and one of her first expectations or qualifications is like, 
Her and her daughter share the same birthday. So you need to get a present for the mom and the daughter, which is absolutely ridiculous. I feel like, and so remember, they're 19. At 19 years old, or at any age, it is nice for a person, hey, hey, it's my birthday, and also it's my mom's birthday to to bring a gift if you're somehow seeing that mom. But 19-year-olds are, in my head, still like babies. Like, when I was 19, I had no money. Like, I worked on campus and made like very little money and whatever money I spent I I mean money I got I spent on forever 21 and drinks and so it's like I had no money I never spent my money like out it was just always online shopping but in like the presence so me and Ethan actually met when I was 19 and um not met we met when I was 18 I'm sorry we started dating when I was 19 and I um, the presents we got each other, this is just like a trip down my memory lane. So our very first Christmas together, <laughs> he got me the Planet Pit CD. It's like Pitbull, one of Pitbull's CDs. Like I loved Pitbull in college because who didn't? Um, and so he got me the CD and he got me some other things like some Andy's mints, I think were with the gift and like, all I remember is that he got me the Planet Pit CD, and I also gave him a CD. But the CD I gave him was this video of me, <laughs> of me. Um, so for my senior portraits for high school, I took a picture in my favorite pink sweater and this white cowgirl hat. And I look really cute, but I'm like, what was I wearing? I'm going to have to post this picture. I hope I can find this picture somewhere. I know my mom has this picture. We actually recently found the CD and I was like, we are not watching this. So anyway, I guess it's really like a burned DVD that I made um, because that was the thing back then. And I wrote Ethan this song and played it on my guitar. But I, so here's the thing about me and guitar. (laughs) I can play the guitar, but I'm not like a great guitar player, meaning like I can learn to I can learn a song and I can play it. Right. I I can learn a song and I can play it. I don't know how to make up a song on the guitar. Like, I don't know. Like, I know how to do D, G, E, F. I know how to do power chords like I can play. Like if you if I were to look up a song, I could like look and see how to play it. Like I would just need to know like the chords. Um, but anyway, so I made this really bad song and I sang it on this DVD and I gave it to him when I gave it to him. I was like, you cannot watch this now, but I'm like, how embarrassing. And I, I think I was just inspired by Taylor Swift because, (laughs) okay, I'm just going to give you this backstory. Then we're going to get back to this mom. But I, when Ethan and I, okay, so this is my backstory. I was dating this guy in high school. We dated for like two years. So that's like serious back in those days. I've been with my husband for like 10 years. So I'm like, no, this is serious. But back then it was like two years. He was like my high school sweetheart. I swore I was going to marry him. Um, My parents even said like, I really thought you were going to marry him. And I was like, yeah, I know me too. Thanks. Um, They said that after we broke up and I was like, thank you. Um, But anyway, so we broke up. You guys, I think 
oh no, I get, I didn't, I don't know if I told the story in the podcast or if I did it in a speech because I did do it in a talk. I talked to this, um, these, I, I do, I do talk sometimes. So when I did the talk, I told this story, but anyway, me and my boyfriend broke up, whatever. Most dramatic breakup, by the way, like when I think about the person I am and the person I was, there's still this person inside of me, the drama is real and just so you know I'm a Pisces I'm born on the 18th and I have super intuition like very psychic abilities like I'm very in tune with the world and like with people and so the day that he broke up with me essentially I knew we were gonna break up because the way we had been communicating we weren't talking well he had slept with his other girl but didn't tell me but I knew um and I didn't confront him about it and I skipped class that day and decided to go up to the grotto because I went to Mount St. Mary's University. It's a Catholic college known for the grotto and for the statue of Mary. In fact, people from all over the world travel there. There's holy water and we always kept holy water in our room, like very beautiful campus. And so I went to the grotto that day and I walked and I was self-reflecting about the person I wanted to be. And I was like, is this person hindering me? Um, And I realized, like, maybe I'm kind of following his dreams and following him around. And I wanted to be an actress and he wanted to be a soccer player. And neither of us do any of those things, I don't think. I mean, I don't actually know if he plays soccer. I don't keep up with him, like, on social media or anything like that. Like, we're not friends. Um, Not that it's, like, a bad thing. I just don't care. Like, I don't have the interest to. You know, like, it's just, like, weird. Like, who... Which is funny because I have other exes that on social media I'm friends with. And I'm like, we could go, if I wasn't pregnant, like we could go get, have a drink and it would be fine. Like we can probably go out with our partners and we'd probably like hit it off as best friends. But um, anyway, I wore my leather jacket, went to the grotto, was standing on the top of the mountain looking at the campus. And then I was like, let me go to language lab. And I don't know if you guys know what language lab, but when, in college at my school, you're required to take at least like two semesters of a language like two courses of a language and so I did Japanese um like four four so I like did Japanese and um so you had to go into the language lab and fulfill like practice that language essentially and there'd be like on the computer like different activities and things you could do so I went to the language lab and he called me and I'm gonna finish this up he called me and I had to like leave the language out we have to like sign in sign out it was like 10 minutes I was in there um, he called me and then I went into like the language lab. I walked from that building across the, the hall, across the street where our main cafeteria is slash the mailboxes. And it's like a big place where like the school bookstore is. And then downstairs, there's like pool tables. And then there's the Center for Student Diversity, um, Center for Justice and like some other stuff. Right. All campus activities is down there. And so I went and I was sitting down near the mailboxes and um he's talking to me and he's like all I remember is I don't remember what we were breaking up over like I don't remember the words but all I can remember is him and I like uh, him like crying on the phone and I'm also crying because it's like we're both dramatic humans and we were children back then and he's like I love you and I just don't want to hurt you and he's crying and I believe that he didn't want to hurt me because I'm like a great ass person sorry for the language and I, I just slipped um and so I was just like but he didn't, he wasn't saying like we're over or like 
I don't want to date you anymore. He was just like, I don't want to hurt you. And he was kind of tiptoeing and I was crying and he was crying. And then at some point I got mad and I said, just say it, just freaking say it. We're done. Right. And I got mad and he was like, yes. And so like we had this really long goodbye on the phone. And then I sobbed like biggest heartbreak of my life. Like I was walking back to our dorm and in our dorm, it's this really big building. And obviously, and like, on the first floor, all of my guy friends lived. And at the time, I was friends with all these guys. And then on the second floor, I lived with my roommates. And, like, down the hall, across the stairwell, past the hall, my best friend lived. And so I was sobbing and sobbing and sobbing. And I was the group leader. I don't know why I'm telling you guys the story. I was the group leader in college. And so I would text everybody, like, hey, dinner tonight at 4.30 or dinner tonight at 5. And we would all meet at dinner at the same time and get like a huge we had to put like two big tables together because there's probably like eight of us maybe maybe eight or 12 of us if all of us were there for dinner and so I at this point it was before dinner time it was like maybe 3 30 and the cafeteria doesn't open up for dinner till 4 30 um and I went up to the dorms and I just walked up the stairs because you have to kind of pass the hall that all my guy friends lived in and I banged on every single one of their doors and nobody was there and I was just outside one of my guy friends house like knocking like calling his name he didn't answer and so I finally like was walking and I dropped my backpack (laughs) like it wasn't all the way on me I just had it over my shoulders and like it slipped and when it fell to the ground I just my knees sunk to the ground and I'm crying a dude (laughs) in the hall like comes out because he probably like hears me like knocking on all these doors and he sees me on the floor crying he's like oh my gosh are you okay like did you break a leg do you need something and I'm like I don't know I'm fine I'm fine I'm just really sad and he just like helped me stand up and I was like thank you and so I had texted my best friend at this point that we had broken up and one thing I'll say is my best friend's a mover but not just that like Back in the day, our friend group, like, rallied in in an instant. And so, like, so at that time, she had texted. This is a long story. So in our friend group, I was, like, the head girl. So, like, I was not not in a bad way. Just, like, and not, like, a Regina George way. Like, we were all equals. But if anyone hears this, they're going to come at me. Um, We called me, like, Queen Bee and all all these things in college. So much time. Um, But... So, like, I would kind of rally the girls, and we would, like, have sleepovers in my room, and, like, we would do girl activities, and I would kind of plan everything, and then I had a guy friend who was similarly a personality as me, we were the same sign, he would rally the boys, and the boys would all go do their guy things, they did, like, poker night, they would go out to one of their friends' houses, I don't want to say anybody's names, um, and so he was head boy, I was head girl, and so she, and so me and head boy, at least in my head, were, like, with my friendship with the boys, I was closest with the head guy. And so obviously, and so like he and I, we just had like a fun friendship. Um, and he had a girlfriend that was at another school and I had a boyfriend at another school. So we would do our laundry together and call our boyfriend slash girlfriends. Why? I don't know. Like we were having completely separate conversations. I would talk to his girlfriend on the phone. Um, he didn't really talk to my boyfriend on the phone. My Anyway, she calls him. They rally the troops. Brands like Meet Me and Patriot. That's our cafeteria. I'm walking to Patriot. This is where it was just like a beautiful scene in my head. I am sobbing, but I look badass with like my leather jacket. I'm sobbing. As I am walking towards the cafeteria, it is like, as soon as I get there, 
the guy friend takes my backpack. My best friend has her arms around me. I walk into the cafeteria and I don't know why I'm getting emotional. I think it's because I'm pregnant. <laughs> when I walk into the cafeteria, everybody's there. And they're all like sitting um, on the wall because our like normal tables were up because it was like between meals, like after lunch, before dinner, like weird cleanup time. Everyone was there. And, um, and if they weren't, like they slowly kind of trickled in as they heard the news. And we sat there for hours. And they made me laugh and... I don't know how my best friend did this, but like, like before I even got to my room, like all of the stuff I had up from, from me and my boyfriend was gone, like taken down. And so I never even had to look at any of that stuff. And it was very magical. Why did I just tell you guys this breakup story? I don't know. It's just, it's just such a memory in my head. I have so many good college memories. Okay. But back to these qualifications, I just got so distracted. Sorry. Okay. So the mom was saying like, if you're going to date my daughter, you have to get me and her a gift because our birthdays are on the same day. Now, I think that when you are with someone seriously and dating someone seriously and getting to know each other's families, when you're an adult, you might do something appropriate for the mom, right? Like if you are all going to dinner and it's your girlfriend's, it's the girl's birthday and the mom's birthday, you might bring both of them flowers, like Something cute like that. But 19-year-olds are not thinking like that. 19-year-old boys probably don't even have the money for that. Her second rule was that he had to pay for all of their dinner dates. And how do I feel about paying on the first date? So I haven't been on a first date in 10 years. So take that with what you will. Um, But all of my first dates, the guys have paid. And I feel like with first dates, I, I, I want the guy to pay. Now, I'm, not, I'm aware of like the financial times and the struggles millennials have and everyone has financially now that like some things you might want to go halves on, um, some things sometimes you'll pay. And I feel like once you're dating, you kind of flip flop or you just start splitting it like oh, I got you this time, or hey, or, or, you know, we'll just split it um, once you've gone out on a few dates. But for the first date, if you have asked me out, you are paying. If I asked you out, you are still paying, like, on the first date. And I, I don't know if it's, like, the old school in me, but I just feel like it's nice, okay? And as girls, this is another side thing. I'm not going to get too far into it. But as women, there's a lot of things we deal with that men do not. And even though it's not the guy's fault, or maybe the, just because you go on a date with someone doesn't mean you're going to marry them. But as women, we have periods, we get pregnant, we have to carry babies and deal with morning sickness. So like every man is just paying tribute to women by paying on the first date because just acknowledge that we go through a lot of crap and then we have to deal with your butt too. So that's a whole other thing, pay on the first date. I don't think it's fair to say pay every date. Um, I think realistically, you guys would go half, maybe like flip flop, but at least on the first date, I'm side eyeing you if you didn't pay. And if it's, and I also think that people like to be like, oh, but it's all about money, like all this other stuff. No, you can come up with a date that's completely cheap. Like my friend, she said it was weird, but she went on a date with a guy and then afterwards he took her to where the air, like the airplanes lift off 
And she was like, I wasn't sure if he was going to marry, if he was going to murder me or if it was romantic. And I was like, you didn't text me your location. Um, that's romantic. Like grab a picnic, like go to the dollar store, get some snacks, take a walk in the park, go for a hike. Like there's so many things you can do that are free. Like just Google free date ideas. Oh my gosh, guys, my nails are growing. It's the, it's the prenatal vitamins. (gasps) My pinky nail is immaculate. Okay. But, um, Oh, this is up to pregnancy. I mean, I've been throwing up forever, but the nails are looking great. Okay. But no, not on the first date. And the other thing she was saying was like, you cannot have any sleepovers. She said, I don't want you to have any sleepovers and I don't even want to meet them until you've been dating for six months. Here's how I feel about it. My child, I like to know who my kid is hanging out with and I understand that like once you get to college, you're not going to know everyone your kid knows. Like I had so many friends in school. My mom like saw them, but she didn't know them. She met them like maybe on when she dropped me off for the semester or for after break or something. Um, I don't care if you've met him two seconds ago and you've been on one date. I can meet him and cast my judgment, um, get my own opinion. I do understand that, like, sleepovers after six months, it's like, where are these sleepovers at? Like, in your house or at college? And I guess it's, like, depends. Because, like, okay, if she's 19 years old and lives at home, this boy is not sleeping over. If she's 19 years old and goes to school and is in college, I can't control that. And I will tell you, at 19 years old, me and Ethan were having sleepovers every single night for pretty much the rest of our lives. Like... I know this is not the right way, but this is my way. And my way was um, if he didn't sleep in my room, I'd I'd actually never slept in his room. I didn't like it. It was a boy smell. Like most nights, like maybe like six out of seven nights a week, five out of seven. Because like I did want some nights alone, but um, we were together and Brandon got used to him just being there. And like, it wasn't even like, any that we were doing anything it was just like I want to cuddle and sleep with you and that's what we did um and my favorite thing would just be to like take a nap with him that would be like my favorite thing like just feel safe and take a nap um but regardless my parents growing up let boys sleep over but like not in my room so like they could sleep in the living room um there was a point where Ethan and I were dating and he lived like two hours away I didn't have a car at the time And so he would come up to see me as much as he could, but he also worked. Um, And he would come up sometimes to sleep over and he would sleep, be able to sleep in my room, but he would have to sleep on the floor. And I had to leave the door cracked. Like that was my parents were like, leave the door cracked. And I was like, okay. And that was fine. But I would feel so bad. I could never like really sleep because I knew he was on the floor and he was going to wake up saying, I'm uncomfortable. And I'm like, well, you can have the bed. I can sleep on the floor. Um, I've slept on the floor many times in my life, but yeah, I think that's ridiculous. Um, I think what's, what's inevitable as parents is at some point our child is going to be friends with, is going to date, is going to like someone that we don't like, or maybe is just different than what we wanted for them. And that's like the interesting part of life. Like, I don't know. I'm not against tattoos or piercings or anything, But to see, like, a totally decked out guy 
with like gauges and mohawk and pierced everywhere and tatted everywhere. I mean, I'm not against it, but I'm thinking about sweet little Mia and I'm like, well, what's his job? Because if he's an entrepreneur, like do you, but if you need to be in corporate America, question mark, question mark. And I think that's what parents think of like, how are you going to make a living? Um, I'm actually a really big fan of entrepreneurs. I'm on that path myself. And yeah, I can't imagine anyone I would be like super concerned with. You guys know, if you listen to the podcast that I dated many people, not many people. Um, I probably dated like five people in total and all of them were different ethnicities. And so I don't really care about that. I actually think it's fascinating to date somebody and get to know somebody different. Um, the only person that I dated with was my ethnicity was the boy that broke my heart that I just told you about. Everyone else was different things, which I've talked about before. And I really want that experience for Mia. And that is why I am the reason why I'm so want to move to just a place that's a bit more diverse is because I had so many interesting experiences where like going into someone's home that's completely different. Like their culture is different. Their food is different. It's, it's cool. And it's a learning experience. And I had some really cool learning experiences just by dating people who were different than I. Um, and not to say it's wrong. Like, I don't really care who she dates or like what color they are or whatever. Um, or if it's all the same type of person. Like, I don't really care at the end of the day, like whoever you meet and you vibe with, you vibe with. But even just having friends that are from different backgrounds and I had friends from different backgrounds my whole life. And I feel like that's what just makes you a well-rounded individual. I also think having siblings makes you, this is controversial. So I believe that there's nothing wrong with only children, but I think they operate differently than people who have siblings. And I think if you watch TikTok videos, there's things like the oldest, the middle, the youngest, there's like stereotypes about each child. Like if you're in the middle, you act like this. If you're older, you act like this. If you're younger, this is what you get. But I do think a lot of it is true. (laughs) The sibling um, order definitely plays a factor. But I think regardless like having people that you have to share with, having people that you don't always agree with, having people that you like love, but they get on your nerves, like, like helps you and shape, helps shape you in the world. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't be like, my husband's a great person. Like he's a good person. He's an only child and he's a good person. And that's not to say that he's an only child that was like spoiled because he definitely wasn't like he grew up on a farm, had to do labor. Like I didn't have to do labor. The only labor I've had to do is birth of my babies. But that was like my own choice, you know, when I got married and decided to have all these babies. But um, so I, I never had to do like that. But there is definitely like you have to take care of your siblings and you can't go out because you have to babysit or, you know, your, your, your sibling wants you to shop for those things. So you can't do something else. It just helps shape people. 
All right, you guys, I'm going to go on that note. I'm going to just kindly exit since for some reason I started talking about dating. But if you have not followed the podcast on Instagram, make sure you're following me at Christian Mom Uncensored on Instagram. Uh, Make sure you like, subscribe, follow. Please leave a five-star rating and written review on Apple Podcasts. I know it's a lot and it's time-consuming, but it helps with visibility. And this is like a very small podcast that I'm hoping to um, grow because it's pretty authentic. I just come on here and, you know, speak my life um and just to reach other mamas because you know we're all out here struggling doing our thing and doing it more gracefully than we give ourselves credit for um but yeah make sure you follow me make sure you are subscribed if you want to join the mom group send me a dm i'll send you the link if you haven't found it um it's just a good place that you can like ask questions um i am going to do some virtual meetups and some other cool things that I'm working on too in the group specifically. Um, the group is the first place that found out about my pregnancy. So it's like, I feel like I can share things with the group. It's a really small group too right now. And so it's a great place to just be like, this is hard or, you know, like I'm really struggling right now or whatever. So make sure you join that and I will talk to you all next week. Um, um, next week I'll probably have so much to say because next week's really, really, really busy. It's my anniversary. My son turns two. Um, Mia has a doctor's appointment and she has trigger training. And so next week's just crazy busy. We have basketball registration, um, that we have to run and operate. And so we just have a lot going on and I'll definitely update you all, um, sometime next week and then talk about Halloween and then in November launch my November series. So just make sure you stay tuned. I love you all so much. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Be safe, be well, be blessed, be you. Love you. Talk to you guys next week.